Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're live right now. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coast to Coast podcast. Uh, it's Little 2K. Uh, I am your one of your hosts, my uh, co-host, Beyond716. How you doing today, bro? I'm doing great. How about yourself? This is, Are you uh, ready? That's all I, I got to ask this, you. This is a big week. Yeah, this is a big week, man. Um, I thought about changing the song this week to uh, the uh, Pooh Shiesty. And uh Lil Dirk get it back in blood because Let's you go. know <laughs> we 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 owe the Bengals a little something, man. We owe the Bengals a little something from last year, but yeah, this is um this is a big game, man. We we got the Bengals coming up this week. Uh Sunday night football, another primetime game. Um 
You know, we have battled these guys on the football field. We have battled them on the Twitter field of war. It's been, it's been, you know, kind of crazy over the last two years, but uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy and excited about the guests that we have coming in. Uh, we got my guy EA. I mean, he, he earned the nickname, which was meant to be a negative uh, insult to him, but it actually, it fits and... I promise you, it, it's it's so it's, it sticks because he he definitely is this. Somebody called him Stat Boy on uh, on Twitter, and I'm telling you, like, you ask this guy anything, not just about the Bengals, but you ask him anything, like, really just football related, and he is like a walking um, football almanac. Like, the dude knows from schemes to pressures to personnel to packages. Like, he knows what he's talking about. So. I'm really, really excited for him to take some time out and come out and uh, chop it up with us. We also got my boy Roland coming through. Uh, Roland's another uh, very, very knowledgeable Bengals fan, extremely entertaining guy. Like he, Roland is like is like the the angel on my shoulder sometimes. Like in Twitter spaces, it gets kind of crazy, and Roland to be like, "Bro, man, chill, bro. You know, like I, I just roll with." when they be talking to me crazy so he, he keeps me grounded sometimes man so i appreciate both of them but before we get into the Bengals talk we gotta quickly write recap uh the bucks game yo mm-hmm. the bucks game crazy the bucks game crazy crazy um came out in 11 personnel 10 personnel empty sets all of that you know it was the it was the let Josh cook. Uh, it was a let Josh cook offense, and and he cooked. He cooked. He got the ball to Shakir. He got the ball to Don Kincaid. Two of the players that we have been clamoring and banging the table to get involved in this offense a little more. Even Gabe Davis got the ball inside inside of seven yards uh, of the of of the goal of the um, the uh, line of scrimmage, which was great because Gabe Davis is a big guy, six foot two, you know, two hundred and twenty pounds. Very tough, very difficult to bring down. So we got the ball in his hands. I loved it. Um, Diggs had, you know, Diggs had like six catches, 60-something, 70-something yards, whatever. But it was a whole hum day for Diggs. But overall, the entire offense, like, really just kicked up. And they did their thing. They looked normal again. Uh, The defense looked really good. Sean McDermott made some adjustments to kind of mitigate the issues that we had at linebacker. And, man, I mean, other than some – Wonky plays and like Baker Mayfield voodoo. Like we we got out of there with a win, and it was it was it was pretty amazing. Uh, what were your thoughts, man? Now, listen, I agree. And you know, there was a I was watching a little clip, uh, Josh Allen's interview by a guy named Kevin Clark, and I like what he said. He said, "What I'm about to say is contradictory. When you speed up the game in terms of tempo of the game, it slows the game down." He says it limits their calls and puts them in more basic calls. So when the defense is dialing something up exotic, right? They have about 15 seconds on the play clock. He, Josh says to decipher the play and have an answer for it. It's kind of like Josh saying, yeah, this is what I'm comfortable in, right? And maybe a little, I wouldn't say it was a shot to to Ken Dorsey, but more of a, hey, guys, this is what we talked about, about letting Josh cook, right? About being himself, right? So I, I thought we saw a lot more of that last week. And you know, that was a game, I mean, you look at the score, we won by six, but did you really truly feel threatened in that game? I, I And no disrespect to Tampa, because I think they're a pretty solid team, and you know, we talked about it a lot this week. I, I felt very confident the way the Bills were playing. I mean, 
like you said, are there things that Ken Dorsey needs to do better? You know, do we need to do better in terms of fourth and goal? We could get away with it against Tampa, but the team we have this week and some of the teams we are going to have coming up in the second half of our schedule, we got to clean that up if we're going to go to the places we want to go. But overall, very like I agree with you, very solid win, short week. I, I thought the energy level was excellent, and I, I thought that was a nice bounce back win for the team. Uh, speaking of, of those teams that we got to clean things up against, if we're going to get to where we got to go, uh, there is a tier of three. We call I, I like to call them the big three in the AFC. It is the, uh, in order, in order, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, and then the Buffalo Bills. Um, we got to clean things up. If we're going to go up against the Bengals, and the Bengals started off this season kind of slow, and um, they're kind of hitting their stride now. We started the season off. I mean, we had a bad loss against the Jets early. Josh looked crazy that game. But uh, after that, man, we kind of hit our stride and, you know, three blowout victories in a row. And then the injury bug kind of, you know, kind of took some air out of our sails. But um, I don't want to hold our guest up because I know he's got some other stuff going on. He's getting ready to hop on a plane. And he uh, was gracious enough to give us some time. So we're going to get to the rest of the Bills uh, talk towards the end of the show right now i want to bring on ea and welcome him to the show and just kind of get this going ea yeah. what's up man thank you hey, for coming hey can you guys hear me yes yes I'm sir good. yes sir. how you doing cool. ea thanks cool, for coming cool. up. i'm doing good i'm actually sitting outside of a i've got a plane to go to dallas to go see some friends uh wow. i'm sitting outside of a waffle house right now <laughs> nice <laughs> gonna go out to eat and everything awesome. before i get on the plane so uh but no, I, I wanted to stop by because this is one of my favorite matchups in football. Like the Ravens game I, I, involving like with the Ravens, Cincinnati, it's cool to play your interdivisional matchups just because like you get certain things that you're going to see, like your teams know each other so well. So when we see Pittsburgh or we see the Ravens, like I'm sure for you guys, it's like, yeah, we get to play against the Jets again. We kind of know what we're going to see. Like we know how this is going to go. But when we play against the Bills, it's so crazy because – the quarterbacks are so elite, but they're also so different. <laughs> so, like, there couldn't be more polar opposites of what we're going to see with the way Joe Burrow has to have everything on time. We've got to be concise. You have to be hyper accurate. We've got to go through every progression and every read. And Josh is just this. Any play could be a big play. Anything could, anything could happen within the realm of possibility. It could be, I'm rolling right someone's open 60 yards that way i'm going to break out of a sack and i'm going to have to create something that you haven't seen before this season so this is and plus with lou anarumo's scheme against elite quarterbacks and obviously your guys' scheme has changed somewhat as well with the leslie frazier and the offseason and the departure of him and mcdermott kind of taking the reins and what we're going to see on third downs there's more variance on third downs from what i could see from the bills so i'm really excited Um, me too, man. Um, yeah, there are only a couple of teams. There are only a couple of teams that uh, I look at on a schedule and I say, "Oh, I don't know, man. It's just like you know." I see the Jets on the schedule. I'm like, when if I see the Patriots, I'm like, when if you know, if I see Denver or you know the Texans. No disrespect to these other franchises. It's like, man, we when if I see the Ravens on the schedule, hello. When I think when when I see the Ravens on the schedule, I think when. Um, but you know, that's the way it is, man. I'm sorry. Um, but when it's the Bengals, when it's the Chiefs, 
Uh, I know we're in for a dog fight. I know we're going to get the best from that franchise. I know it's going to be super competitive. And against the Chiefs is one way, but against the Bengals, it's a little different. Like, neither team, neither franchise has a Super Bowl. Uh, we broke our playoff drought because the Bengals actually won their last game that they did not have to win. That propelled us into the playoffs to break our draft. Yeah. I mean, we'll never forget it. Like we, it's almost like it's almost like we're cousins. But like, I just feel yeah. like we're cousins that always fight when we see each other. You know what I'm so, saying? So, so. Th- this is the biggest thing for me. So even as a kid, one of my first memories in my life, and I understand this is this is heartbreak for you guys. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one of the first memories I ever have in my life is when do you guys remember ESPN Classics when it used to just play ESPN Classics day yep. after day after day? Mm-hmm. They used to do the yeah. NFL top tens on ESPN Classics, and it was the biggest, the the most unclutch moments in NFL history. And the top oh. ten, the number one is Scott Norwood or I whatever mm-hmm. his I don't remember his name. I think his name was Scott. Norwood. His name. Yeah, that was you're all you're always, right. <laughs> always number one yeah, with the ESPN. And it would be Steve Mariucci sitting there talking back Scott Norwood. Man, I feel bad for that guy. And it was just, as a kid, that's one of my introductions to football about, like, heartbreak. And I was like, man, that's what makes sports great, but that's also what sucks. Like, just stuff like that the entire time. So, I feel like you're you're right in a sense of, like, we understand the same pain. We come from the same place. Our teams have been to the promised land for us three times, for you guys four. And you know what it feels like, but you don't really know. You right. don't really. You're right Absolutely. there. Oh man! Hey, so a lot of you franchises you know, out here that don't have Super Bowls. You think you know what pain is, but you yeah. don't know what pain is. We know what pain is. <laughs> hey, right, hey what a lot. Well, you know before what? We go, hey. Before we go forward, hold on uh, one second, Brian. Sure, before we go sure. forward, I gotta bring the other. I gotta bring our other guests up here. My man Roland. This is the angel on my shoulder. He <laughs> keeps me from going crazy in these spaces sometimes. <laughs> There he is. There what's, is up, what's up, man? Yes. What's up? Can y'all hear me? Uh, Everything good? Yeah, yeah Roland, we, we got you. We got How you doing, man? Yeah, man. I'm just listening, man. Uh good some good conversation, man. I, uh EA started talking about some some rough moments, man. And uh we can all relate. We you know what I mean. Uh, Whittle, you said it perfect, man. We like cousins, you know. <laughs> we we've been hey. through the same thing, some rough times. So I think that's the, yeah. you know, the good thing, you know, we talk on Twitter spaces. We, you know, you get to see a lot of teams feel the same way. So uh, I do appreciate y'all having me on, uh, ready to talk about some Bengals and Bills with y'all, man. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, my, 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 to date myself, my first Super Bowl memory is when Ken Anderson and Chris Collinsworth played like, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. 1981. In the, in 1981. Yeah. When I was a kid, you know, and, I, and the Bengals had some really good teams back then. We played in the playoffs in 82. We See? lost to you in the 88 AFC championship game with Vicky Woods. I remember that very well as a 15 year old. is too young. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? What are you talking about here? But I remember yeah. that pain, Eric. But, but you guys have been through, I mean, three, not even just – you had three heartbreaking losses. I mean, those games were tight. I mean, oh, you know, so Super Bowl the Bengals, the Bengals in order have lost mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So Super Bowl fourteen, I believe, in 1981, mm-hmm. they lost by five. In 1989 or 1988, they lost by four, and then the last Super Bowl they lost by three. So, uh, yep. three Super Bowl oh, more yeah. losses, and then we can win one by one point. That's you amazing. know, we're right on yeah. schedule. It, I, and, yeah, 
Not to yeah, listen, hey, but if anybody can relate <laughs> to your pain, gentlemen, it's us. So we got yeah. you on this. So, oh, you guys, you know, we're all this together. We just got blown out a few times. <laughs> you guys understand pain more than any other fan base. I truly believe that because four in a row and not to win one is some of the most diabolical, that's, evil sports fandom torture I've ever it heard. It is of. evil. Yeah, I've ever heard evil. of. That's, it doesn't even rough. make sense. That's rough. Yeah, that's why yeah, we're gonna destroy. I, that's why we're gonna destroy everything when we get one. The moment we no. get one, we're going to destroy everything. In <laughs> There's not going to be a table within a 50 yard rate, a 50 mile radius anywhere around Buffalo. Not one. No. Oh yeah, not I'm one. jumping through tables and then other things as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, they catch me. Not light, light mine on, light mine on fire. Light mine on fire. I'm, I'm going, it's going. Down. It's going. Hey, down. I, so you going I don't want to hold whoever. you. you guys oh yeah, 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 yeah. Stack like three on top. Light them on fire. I'm going through them all. Bang. No problem. <laughs> Yeah. But um, so let's get into it. Uh Bengals. This is like I think y'all I think y'all like drama because it seems like every year you guys start off 0-2. You guys start off looking it's rough brutal. every single year. And then everybody wants to write you guys off and say, Oh, the Bengals are done, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. And I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I was like, mm, I don't know. They do this kind of every year. Yeah. And then uh, after a few more losses, I was like, mm, maybe, maybe this might be the year the Bengals don't do it. But here you guys are. You guys bounce back as always. Uh, offense, um, your team just looks, I mean, the defense is, the defense looks great as usual. You guys have one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. And the offense looks, uh, the the offense looks extremely extremely lethal. Uh, you guys are coming off of a uh, undressing of the San Francisco 49ers, and uh, their fan base has been in shambles ever since. So uh, <laughs> yeah, if you could just, you know, if you guys could just walk us through, you know, when you guys walk us through uh, what the season has been like so far, and then we can kind of get into the roster. So so for me, it's basically been Joe Burrow starts hurt. They play against an elite-level defense involving the Browns in bad weather in Cleveland, and Cleveland's always been a thorn on their side. And when you're playing against Miles Garrett and your quarterback's not 100%, things are going to get rough really quick for your team. So started off pretty rough and everything. Out from there, they go and they play against the Ravens week two. Ravens have been a top-five team this season so far, offensive and defensive DVOA. Ravens have, a, I, I believe, the best defensive coordinator in football with McDonald. So him, him and Lou Anarumo, I would say, are about the upper tier of coordinators and defensively in the league. You lose a, a close game to them, divisional opponent. And then the offense just basically sputtered until week five. Like Burrow just wasn't right. And then after the Tennessee game, they said Wednesday that week, after they got destroyed, demolished by Tennessee, the score was 24 to three or 28 to three, I believe. Uh, Burrow gets right, apparently, that practice. They said he finally got cleared to like, he could start running a normal offense. And then week five, they drop 30-something on the Cardinals. He goes for 300 yards. They have three or four touchdowns. The Seattle game, they come out hot. Offense looks good. And then it just kind of goes in the dirt because they – I feel like they they didn't have any of the under center stuff planned for the offense. Like, they just started – so to give you reference, Cincinnati went under center 15 times against San Francisco. 15 times they went under center. Previously to that, weeks one through six on offense, they had gone under center 16 times the entire season. Wow. The entire season. 
And that's counting snaps where he need the ball for game-ending plays. So really there was maybe 10 plays the entire season he had gone under center and ran either ran the football or passed it. And none of those really worked. But last week they were number one in offensive uh, offensive efficiency under center. So when San Francisco saw us line, under, line up under center, they were like, "What is this? What are what are we looking at? I, I don't. They haven't ran this all year. I, I don't get it. It's kind of like the playoff game last year against y'all. We went under center a lot and ran the ball with Mixon, and the Bills kind of saw it and was like, "I haven't seen this on film. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> so, so I I." Mm-hmm. I just think the offense is finding its rhythm. It reminds me a lot of last year when they played against you guys on that really short, obviously the very short Monday night football game, how it they came out and they ran it a couple times and it was efficient. And then when, when they went down the field and scored and then you guys went down and got a field goal and then everything stopped, obviously. But mm-hmm. it reminds me of just that game because Cincinnati at that point had basically had their most healthy offensive line up until Lael Collins tore his ACL against the Patriots. Then the next week, week 18, after that game had to stop, week 18, Alex Kappa got hurt. Week 19, in the first playoff wild card, Jonah Williams got hurt. So this is the first time the Bengals have been healthy on offense since that Monday night football game, which is crazy to think it's been that long. So that's basically where we're at now. Bengals fans, all we all feel pretty confident because how healthy the team is for the first time. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Roland, y'all – I'll, uh, um, I'll say y'all, for me – Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say EA pretty much hit it on the head. Um, for me, like I'm, I mean, obviously it's been up and down so far, and we're up right now. But um, coming into the season, man, I I had you know real high expectations because we were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and then we followed up with an AFC Championship. And I'm to myself, and I think most Bengals fans agree. You know, a Super Bowl or bust. Uh, you showed you could win these playoff games on the road go get a number one seed this year and um you come out week one or, or joe world you know the camp injury and uh, training camp um you know so you're a little worried you know then you see him practicing he's, he's they announced he's going to come back um week one doesn't look good you know ea touched on it week two the offense woke up in the second half against the ravens a little bit but it was still like, you know, it, it wasn't enough to where you're confident, especially with this Bengals team. You know, you got the weapons, um, you got the quarterback, you know, you, you think the coaching is there now in year four. And uh, it still wasn't much to be confident about. But um, week three, the Monday night game against the Rams, the defense really helped out the offense. They put together a couple good drives. Uh, week four against the Titans, 27 to three, like EA said, you know, so you're like, man, like what, what's going on? Like we got the pieces, you know, it's quarterback, but you expect with the roster as good as the Bengals to still be in these games, you know, not losing by 20 points. So uh, I, I'm I'm not going to lie. I was, I was real pissed, man. I, um, I, I honestly felt like the Bengals were playing like the worst team in the NFL the first month of the season like and and it's just because of what I expected from them like I don't expect two three-point games you know what I mean even if Joe Burrow is injured I expect you know coaching or whatever it is to to elevate the team and they just couldn't but right now they're in a good spot EA talked about the under center stuff um and I do agree the Niners are like what is this like we haven't seen this at all uh, the play action worked great from under center. They even had some screen passes. So I think right now they're in a good spot. Um, 
kind of a little bit of a short week, you know, playing the afternoon game or, I mean, they kind of get a, a, a little advantage because the Sunday night game is late. So, um, I think they're in a good spot right now, man. They came off the bye. You know, they got the scrap, whatever didn't work. And uh, I think they're ready to go, man. Hey, hey, really, really quick to you guys, too. Um, here in just one minute, I actually do have to I do have to go. I uh, got a couple people here. We're going to go out to eat. But I just wanted to thank you guys again. And anytime down the road, if these teams meet in the playoffs, man, I'd love to be on. I'd have a discussion about the Bills because – my biggest thing is I really think this is going to be – like I think we're about to be in for a show. I think we're about yeah. – I, I feel yeah. – I saw what you guys have done different with the 11 personnel and like – like not Dawson Knox. Uh, Dalton Kincaid looks great. Yeah. Josh Allen's being able to cook in this five-wide system. The defensive variability with everything with the third down blitzes rather than just Leslie Frazier playing being like play cover two. Like, okay, they're eventually going to figure it out. Like, I <laughs> right. I think we're in for a show, and I just wanted yeah. to thank you guys for having me by them, man, so much. And if we get this down the road, I'd love to be back on. Eric, Absolutely. thank you so much. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Hey, We'd love to have you guys. guys. Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys, and I'll see you all later, though, man. Have a good night, Eric. See you, Eli. All right, brother. Take it easy. Yeah, that's – that's. well, sorry, guys. He, it's that boy's out of here, but – uh Yo, I like I'm 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 happy he was able to come on. We we have we have uh he he when we do have discussions, he's extremely, extremely knowledgeable. I hope you guys got at least uh a little bit of that you know from the few um okay there we go. Uh back to the Bengals. Yeah, you guys are hitting your stride. The defense is always uh defense is always good. Uh you know, uh, Lou Anarumo was one of those guys, man, that, you know, it's it, it just it, his system is so good and he's so good at it that it kind of doesn't matter who you put there. As long as they're a scheme fit from a personnel standpoint, it's going to be successful. Case in point, you lose Von Bell to free agency. You lose Jesse Bates to free agency. I wish you would have lost Jermaine Pratt because he would have been a Buffalo Bill because that's the guy I wanted at uh, linebacker. But you know, I'm I'm happy with Terrell Bernard now. You know, don't don't kill me. But um, yeah, Cheeto uh, Cheetah Bear Woozie is coming back from a uh, uh, an ACL still. I don't think he's quite right yet, even though he's looked better. Um, he has looked better this year than you know than than I expected to be honest. Um, so you draft a guy like DJ Turner, you got all of the issues with is T Higgins going to stay? Is T Higgins going to get re-signed? What are they going to do? He ain't nothing without T Higgins because it's just him and Jamar Chase. They go out and draft Andre Yosevas, uh, six foot three, 220 pound kid out of Princeton that runs like a four, four, one. He he's got like a 39 inch vert. I mean, all the tools that you need. This kid has like he, if if they don't sign T Higgins, guess what? Andre Yusuf is going to be the T Higgins going forward. So they they're fine. You got Jamar Chase, um, you know, top five receiving the league. I mean, offensive line is playing well. How are y'all able to do this, bro? Man, I um, 
I mean, you you said it, man. The draft. I, well, first, let's say this: I, they they develop a great culture from the start uh, with Zach Taylor. Uh, that's one thing. Like a lot of people, you know, are the biggest Zach Taylor fans as far as like scheme and X's and O's stuff on the field. But he built a great culture. He got a lot of guys in the building. You know, captains in college. You know, championship winning. They played at high levels. Um, you know what I mean. Best of the best on the team. So it's you start there. Um, and, and then, man, it's they have continuity between these guys. Like they're they're really like like brothers. You know what I mean? Like the receivers are always with each other. You know, you see them. They're posting pictures and stuff. Like Joe Burrow. Like they're at Jamar Chase. They say asked the neighbors of Joe Burrow, can he move in their house so he can stay next door to Joe Burrow? You know what I mean? So they they have continuity um, on offense. The the defensive side of the ball. Uh, B.J. Hill and Jermaine Pratt were in college with each other at NC State. Um, I, I found this out in the offseason that Jordan Battle and um, Dax Hill were the number one and number two safety recruits coming out of high school. So they have some history with each other. Um, man, they they just developed a great culture. They got continuity between the players. The younger players look up to the older players or the guys who've been around for a while. And um, man, they, they, they just want to play for each other. They, they enjoy playing with each other. They want to play for each other. And it's more about the the Bengals than the name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, we I I think we got a similar culture um built up in Buffalo. Um, but uh, you know, just just what you guys have been able to do, like the defense was supposed to fall off. I, I mean, you guys had a rough uh first month of the season, so obviously the statistics aren't there, but to take that high powered San Francisco 49 offense and really just lock it up man and and stifle it out like really took a pillow and smothered them out man like i you know i i, I was hoping that they was going to soften y'all up and they didn't so now we got to deal with now we got to deal with a well-oiled machine coming off of a huge win and all the on all of the uh motivation and yeah. um you know, and and yep. and all of the uh, and 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 you know the adrenaline and 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 the and the, uh, the 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 momentum coming into a huge game, man. This is gonna be a playoff like atmosphere. I'm looking forward to it. I gotta ask though. I see your tackles are playing well. Your offensive tackles are playing well. Your defensive line is one of the best, most cohesive units in the NFL. Um, and it has been for years. Why can't y'all stop that run up the middle, bro? What's going on? I'll say this. Um, I think that the first couple weeks, they got Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, two quarterbacks who can move a little bit. You know what I mean? So you, you'll mm-hmm. get some rushing projection there. Because if you look at the statistics, and I, I haven't looked this week, I know coming into the 49ers game, I think they were like 30 for 28 for something in that range. And um, so so you get you get two mobile quarterbacks to start. Uh, week three, they I, I feel like they did pretty good against the Rams. Week four, you get Derrick Henry and the Titans. Um, then you get the Cardinals, who've been okay running the ball. Josh Dobbs can make some plays with his legs. So I I think they've played like a couple more mobile quarterbacks. You know that can that can inflate the stats a little bit. I think the biggest test so far this year were the last two games against Seattle and uh and San Francisco. 
And in the second half against the Seattle, Kenneth Walker, I mean, like he he played pretty good in the first half. I think the second half he averaged like two yards a carry or something like that. And McCaffrey, uh, he had a couple good runs, but I mean, you guys know the run game is like a boxing match. You jab, jab, and you get a, a hook in there every once in a while. You get an uppercut in there. And um, I'll live with that, you know, when you're going against McCaffrey and Shanahan offense where they want to run the ball. So uh, I personally think the, the Russian numbers are a little bit inflated. Um, but but they, they've been good the last couple of weeks. And one more point I'll throw in there. The thing about the Bengals is the offense helps the defense. When our offense couldn't sustain drives and keep the defense off the field, you know, you're going to get gashed. Eventually, you're going to give up these runs. Like, like I said, you know, you may give up five and then you may stop them for two and then you give up a 20 yard run and then that's 30 yards and three carries. And you're looking at like, oh, man, they give up 10 yards a carry. But, you know, that's what happens when you're out there on the field. So I, I'm personally confident in the run defense. Um, I, I think they they fix some things up. And um, I, I think I think they're in a good spot. Yeah, I think the I think the Bengals play really good complimentary football, right? I, I that's what I feel when I watch them and watch you guys last week. I had no doubt. Like we were just talking earlier about the Bills beating the Bucks. I mean, I'm sitting there watching. You know, Burr, what do you what do you have? 19 straight completions at one point. I think he had yeah, yeah. 19 on that one fumble. It wasn't even his fault. He was like that one screen pass or something. Yeah. And then Joe Burrow looking like Josh Allen, like a late, uh, he, you know avoiding two sacks of one play and then throwing a dart. I mean, yeah. I was like, are you kidding? I'm sitting there and my wife's like, what's wrong? I said, oh, the Bengals are back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I said, you know, it's like uh, just in time, right. For our Sunday night matchup. But I, that's the thing that sticks out to me and something we'd like to see whittle from our bills a little bit better is that complimentary football. So do you do you think that Burrow's more under center is an indicator of health, uh, Roland? Do you think that means, you know, just seeing him more under center? You think they were more in shotgun because maybe just to kind of protect his ankle or something? Would you kind of like just think of the beginning of the season? You think they were trying to do that? I I think that was part of the reason. And I, I also think some of the reason was last year we tried under center. And it, it didn't work at all for like the first five weeks. You remember we started slow last year. And uh, one stat I, I always remember stands out to me when we played the Dolphins week uh, week four, Thursday night football, they went under center 24 times and they ran the ball 21 times. So there was no like, you know, it was it was super predictable. Like teams knew what were coming. And um, so they so they went shotgun from week five last year throughout the rest of the season. And um. You know, in the offseason, they tell you, hey, man, we, we need to get the under center game going. So they practice it. Uh, and, and we heard a lot of reports coming out of training camp like, hey, they're, they're going under center. They're using more motion. They're doing different things. And and the injury occurred with Burrow. And I do think, you know, you don't want him pushing off that leg and putting more pressure on it under center every time. It's a lot more movement under center. So I think the injury was some of the reason. And I think that they were so comfortable with, I mean, they won 10 straight games last year, strictly shotgun, you know, you gotta, you gotta use it if it worked for, you know, two and a half months of the football season. So I think it was a little bit of both the injury and they were comfortable being a shotgun for 90% of the snaps. Absolutely. All right, cool. Listen, I got a question. Uh, all right, so 
I mean, we we're not going to dance around this, you know. Y'all beat y'all y'all beat us down last year in our building. Y'all was running around the who day chants. I can hear them. I can still hear them now out in in, in high mark. Uh, Snow Angels and a lot of trash talk coming from the Bengals players to the side to the to the to the fans and, and the the good people of uh, Orchard Park. Hey, listen, uh, this is personal. You know, I like you. <laughs> but I want to hurt you Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Like this is where we at. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. You know, this is not the same Bills team that you guys played against. When you look at the Bills this year, what do you see as far as you know? What I can tell this is different than last year. I can tell they've improved here. I can tell that they've regressed here. What are you seeing from Buffalo? Well, well, first I I did. I, I mean, I watched you guys Monday night, week one. Um, I felt like the the twelve personnel. I thought would I thought that was great. I think that's one of the best things in the NFL, and I, I feel like teams are shifted towards it. Um, I mean, but it, it's hard to get two good tight ends. You guys got Kincaid, and you got Knox already. I know Knox had the injury, so one thing I thought was that you guys did great was went out and got another tight end on the field. I think it's a great way to indicate man is on coverage. You can put your two receivers on one side and if corners travel over there. You know, you got man. And if the corners down the tight end, you know, you got zone. So I think that was a good thing. Um, also watching the game last Thursday night against Tampa EA said a little bit um, empty. I thought you guys looked real good at an empty. Um, what's my guy uh, Sh- Shakir. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he looked good. He, you know, they fed him early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Diggs, Diggs is still Diggs. Gabe Davis had a good – he had a, a – a, I ain't going to say AFC divisional uh, divisional game, but he looked he looked real good Thursday night. So, um, right. I think that if the Bills and, – and I feel mm-hmm. like, correct me if I'm wrong, like they play with a little more tempo um, Thursday night against Tampa. I feel I feel like there was a little bit of tempo in there. And they were fast. They were quick at the line of scrimmage. So I think that, you know, just pretty much being in a rhythm, it looks like to me like they're in a rhythm. Um, even the Dolphins game, they look real good in the Dolphins game. Um, so I think the biggest thing that, that I've been impressed with, like the offense, like they, for for the most part, I know they had a, a you guys had the Patriots, tough division game, Bill Belichick, a great defense of mine. But for the most part, I feel like the Bills have been in a rhythm. I mean, you guys smoke Washington. I mean, you smoke the Dolphins, you know what I mean? So the offense is there. You know they can score points. Uh, You know, just a little more consistency. You want to see it every week. It's hard because these are NFL teams, NFL coaches. They know what you want to do. But, um, yeah, for the most part for me, man, it, it's been the, the the offense that I think has, you know, probably taken that next step uh, without Dayball because I know that that's always been a big thing for you guys or – Fans, you know, what about Ken Dorsey, Ken Dor- Dor- you know? So I think the offenses look good this year, scheme and, you know, with the play on the field. Right, right. Now, when I look at the – now, when I look at the uh, the Bengals, I mean, I look at obviously one of the best teams in the NFL, Super Bowl or bust type team. Um, I look at some of the losses on the roster and I say – They've managed to fit. They managed to 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 deal with that. So, I mean, Burrow got paid, so you know that's not a problem. Chase is up next. 
I'm not sure if you guys pay T Higgins, but I think Yosevas is going to be a very good NFL player. You still got Tyler Boyd, so I don't worry about the receivers. Do you miss Samaj P. Ryan? Because I think that that was one of those guys that uh, was extremely productive for you guys. And I look at the roster and I don't see his replacement. My fault, Widow. You you cut out. Just who who was the player you were talking about? I'm sorry. You said his replacement. Oh, is that T. Higgins? Uh, no, no, no. I was talking about uh, Samaj P. Ryan. I said uh, Samaj P. Ryan Samaj, left, okay. left the roster. Yeah. So I and I haven't seen like I feel like you might you might lose T. Higgins, but you got Yoshi coming up behind him. Is the possibility right. that maybe Tyler Boyd leaves at some point? But then you got Charlie Jones that can come behind there. You still got Trent Irwin as well. Like those guys can come in and they can step up and play. Even if you lose Joe Mixon, you got uh, the kid out of Illinois that you guys drafted. But where yes, I don't see the replacement for some IJP Ryan, right? So that's that's what I'm saying. Like I know that was a big loss. Well, to me, I think that's a big loss. And can you just kind of go over that a little bit? And what do you think that you guys did to mitigate that loss? Yeah, so coming into the season, I thought that uh, Chase Brown would be kind of the, you know, the RB2, the second running back behind Mixon. Um, man, we got Travion Williams, who was real good in college, Texas a and I think he was like one of the, the, I think he was the best running back in the SEC coming out, um, but he had an injury, so he slipped too late in the draft. Uh, we got Chris Evans. Now, he doesn't get a lot of burn, but that's a running back. A lot of Bengal fans like. They want to see out there. He, he gives you that receiver role in a running back. Um, whenever we see him, and I know preseason is preseason, but he's made big plays in the preseason. Um, our Super Bowl year, we played against the Lions, and they put him out wide, and he he uh, sluggo. He faked the slant, got upfield, touchdown. Uh, the Halloween game last year against the Browns, they put him out wide. He beat a linebacker down the field. Um, he just he just hasn't been on the field. Um, same thing, Trayvon Williams. He got he got dinged up a little bit, and um, I'm I'm guessing these guys just aren't standing out. That that would be the only thing I could think of. They're not standing out in practice. Maybe you know they're Chase Brown. They drafted him in the fifth round. A younger guy. He still has some developing to do. Um, so, so what they've been, they've been dependent on mixing a lot. Uh, Mixon's biggest thing last year was pass blocking. Like he couldn't stay on the field on third down because, you know, P Ryan was a better pass blocker. Mixon couldn't get the job done in pass pro. Um, but he has improved this year. So I personally think right now they don't have a, they don't have a, a, a RB2 they can depend on, you know, trade deadline just passed. Um, so you got to roll with what you got, but Mixon, you know, he's been a three down back for the most part. Chase Brown got a little bit of burn and he's uh, he's he's out with a hamstring injury right now. Um, Trayvon Williams is out there a little bit, but for the most part, it's just been strictly mixing and he's been able to handle the load, though. So, I mean, I think I think right now, like they're they're fine at the running back, man. But, you know, down the line, like we seen what P. Ryan did when Mixon was out last year, like you're you, you need that serviceable running back. I mean, he had he was catching the ball out the backfield. He had his career high in catches and receiving yards last year. He had a, a couple hundred yard rushing games. Um, so 
me personally, I don't think they have an answer for RB2 right now. Uh, they're dependent on Mixon. Mixon looks good so far. Um, so, man, luck of the draw, we, we got we to gotta stay healthy. We got to stay healthy. Absolutely. Real quick, um, real quick, were you surprised that the Bengals weren't active at the deadline, or were you kind of expecting? What was the overall expectations I, for the Bengals? I, mean, some, I, I was expecting. I mean, some things, you know, they they don't really change. The Bengals, I, honestly, I don't think they've. I've never seen them make any trades at the trade deadline. Honestly, I, I'm trying to think, man. I, I'm honest, honest to God. I, I don't think any trades I can't think of, of like since a kid. Um, so I mean it was expected one of the tight end, one of the Bengals go try to get a tight end. Um, but I mean, man, the Bengals, they Zach Taylor always says we we like the guys we got in our build, and, and I, I really believe that. I think that they stand on that, and um, you know, they're they're gonna roll what they got. So I I'm I'm not surprised. All right. Let's get into Sunday. Sunday night football. The world is watching. Bills, Bengals at Paycor. Um, give me three things that you want that you three things that you need to see from the from the Cincinnati Bengals that you feel like will give you guys the upper hand in this game. And three things you want to see them stop the Buffalo Bills from doing? Well, I'll, I'll say this. A couple of these kind of go hand in hand. Um, you know, what do we, we talk about the, the NFL plus. So I'm a, I'm a film guy. I, I go through, I watch these games. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not too big on the numbers, but if I do, if I do go look at numbers, there, there's two things uh, I always look at. I look at the red zone offense and defense for both sides of the ball. The third down offense and defense, third side of, uh, for both sides of the ball, and then turnovers. Th those are my three things. I actually went and looked up, and I saw the Bills had the second best red zone offense at sixty, at close to seventy percent. And this touchdowns only, not field goals. Uh, second best in the NFL. Uh, the red zone defense was six, was ranked six in the NFL. So the Bengals, if the Bills get in the red zone. The Bengals need to hold them to three points, which they've been pretty good at. And uh, if the Bengals get in the in the red zone, if the offense gets in, they need to score points. I'm sure you guys have seen it plenty of times. Teams stick around when you don't get touchdowns; you only get three. Um, red zone offense, red zone defense, and then a third down offense and defense. I saw that the Bills were 19th um, third down defense. Bengals were 24th, so I think that's kind of an area where both teams can, you know, be exploited a little bit, where these drafts can be sustained. Maybe you, you know, you get a, an efficient game for both teams if they can't get off the field. Um, and then, but the, the Bills' third down offense, I'm sorry, is second in the NFL as well. So, and the Bengals is 29th. So, I mean, that that's a that's a big gap. The Bengals have to get off the field on third down. They have to stop the Bills' good red zone offense, and they have to score on the good on the Bills' good red zone defense. And then uh, number three, always turnovers. The Bengals have been great at forcing turnovers since Lou Anarumo's got here, uh, especially the last three years, the Super Bowl year. 
last year and then this year, like the, the turnovers have been picking up the past couple of weeks. We got we got to get a couple interceptions off Josh Allen, man, or strip sack. Trey, my boy Trey Hendrickson coming off the edge, man. We we got to get some turnovers, man. It's it's gonna be loud in there, you know what I mean? The crowd crowd's gonna play a big factor. Uh, need some turnovers, man. I don't know, man. It's this this Bills old line is is a lot different than last year. So uh, I like I like I like what we got going on over there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and I'm I'm gonna kind of bring I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my side of that as well. Uh, number one, I think defensive line has to win. The more Joe Burrow is avoiding uh, potential, you know, defensive lineman sack sacking him, is the less of a, it, it, that if his eyes are focused on getting away from pressure, he's not focused down the field and finding receivers. So that's number one. Bro, got to get in his face. Got to move him off his spot. Um, number two, that front four, and I, I mean, a lot of this is ha- a lot of what I'm talking about is going to have to do with the trenches. Uh, that defensive line for Buffalo has to be disruptive against the run. I I don't care if Mixon runs the ball twenty times. I need it to be three yards per carry. Make it a net negative with Joe Mixon running the football. Um, I think if we can do that, then we have a better chance of squeezing that middle of the field area that the Bengals love to run those deep, those deep crosses with Chase and, uh, and, 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 uh, Tyler Boyd, like, let's, let's make that happen so we can sink these, uh, we can sink our second level and squeeze that, that middle of the field. And finally, the third thing, when we get an opportunity to get Joe Burrow on the ground, we have to do it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are second in sacks, and this is a weird stat that I just heard about, I think, yesterday. Uh, shout out to Joe Marino and uh, the Locked on Bills podcast. He said we lead the league in potential sacks that are not converted. So that means, like, when Baker Mayfield drops back the pass and Leonard Floyd reaches out to try to take his head off, and he ducks under it and takes off a nine yards. Man, that should have been a sack. We cannot allow Joe Burrow to get out. Like when, but when we get an opportunity to get him on the ground, we got to get him on the ground. Um, and you know, on the other side of the thing of 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 things, um, what worries me is, yes, we've had a great, we've done a great job at stopping teams from scoring touchdowns. We haven't faced a receiver group like this. I mean. You could say maybe Miami is tough, but they got a lot of little guys that run fast. This ain't that. Like they got <laughs> y'all got a bunch of y'all got a bunch of gladiators lined up at wide receiver. And these dudes, I mean, they they're they're big, they're strong, they're aggressive. Um, they attack at the catch point, they're extremely competitive, and they talk a lot of shit. Okay, so <laughs> you gotta get on these guys, like you cannot allow them. To, you cannot allow them to be successful where they want to be successful because, number one, they are big and strong. They're very competitive. They're going to challenge you. And number two, when they win, they're going to tell you about it. So they're not just beating you on the field. They're beating you mentally as well. You cannot allow that. The, the Bengals are, in many ways, kind of like the Bills. Once the Bills get out in front, it just seems like you're pushing, trying to push a boulder uphill. We can't allow the Bengals to get that two-score lead 
because that's when the trash talk starts and the who they who they think gonna beat them Bengals gonna be ringing out of pay court and we can't have that. We can't. We gotta get on top of that. I'll I'll say this too, and uh, beyond if you want to go give some points. The one thing sure. I will say that worries me is if the offense takes a step back. I mean, we've we've seen it for one game. I I feel confident in them, but it, it's only one game. It was against a great opponent, but you know what I mean. Like the, the question is going to be out there no matter what. I mean, you know, it's natural. Is this who you are, or or did you were you guys up for this game against San Francisco? You came off a bye week, so you had two weeks to be prepared. Um, I don't want to say I'm worried about the offense, but it, it's still a question that can you can you put this performance on again against another good team, a team that you're probably gonna see in January? You know what I mean? So um, that that would be my my one concern for the Bengals. That can you can you replicate what you just did last week, especially against a team that is hungry to play you? We we know the Bills want the Bengals. We know a thousand percent. Josh Allen. Diggs, uh, anybody? Von Miller didn't get to play last time. Y'all got Leonard Floyd out there, man. Them boy, them boys want the. They want the Bengals. They want the Bengals. So they're they're gonna be up for the challenge. The Bengals offense has to put on the same performance as they did last week. Absolutely. Um, you know the thing. Yeah, the thing. What stuck out to me last week is when you see Joe Mixon getting 16 carries for 87 yards and the way he was running, like, we, we, you know, with any team that has a great quarterback, right? And and this is my biggest key. It's making sure those running backs don't have those kind of performances against you. Because once Joe Mixon can run like that, good luck trying to figure out how to stop the Bengals, right? E- even if, it, it, even on our side, if if James Cook is running for 100 plus yards and, and run a while, good luck trying to stop Josh. So that I think that's the key for both teams. I think... And, and and number two, and Whittle will agree with this, you know, fourth and ones, fourth and twos, Bills have to go for it. They have to be excellent with clock management. They have to be, you know, with the penalties, we got to play a cleaner game, you know, against a, a team like the Bengals. I, I think that's going to be a big key in this game uh, as well. Th- those are really one of just two of my simple high end key, you know, keys to the game. It uh, looks like the weather guys looking pretty decent that night. So it looks like we're not going to have any problems there doesn't look like it's going to be a windstorm or rainstorm or anything so it's looking like the low 60s during the day so that was just yeah. something i wanted to uh in you know inject into here so no rain in the forecast so we we could all applaud that so we should see a great game in that respect it was it was cold it was cold here yesterday a little bit it was a little snow falling down it wasn't wasn't heavy but just a little bit and wow. i mean you know you could you know you could go out and look at these weather forecasts you know two weeks in advance which i think is crazy but um yeah everybody was saying it was supposed to be cold but i actually looked up uh was looking at some tickets and checked out the weather i did see the weather wasn't supposed to be bad so i think we could get a good game man um real quick yeah, the weather's not gonna be bad but them ticket prices is bad right now i took a look yeah. myself Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I, I, I i did want to throw this out there um and, and and I don't know if it stands true. So I, I'm sure Josh Allen had a great game Thursday night. So maybe is he is he still number one in completion percentage? I believe yes. he is. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. So so what I think is that's super important because if your if your quarterback is completing passes at a high rate, 
it's kind of like an extension of the run game, meaning with with the clock, the clock is continuously running. So he's keeping Burrow off the field. And then if the Bengals are doing the same thing, you, we know Burrow is super efficient. Whittle, I remember you threw a stat out there on Twitter. Uh, this was during the summer. Burrow had a co- uh, an adjusted completion percentage in like the 80s or something crazy like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was like 84%, got, 83%. Yep. Yeah. So you yep. got these efficient quarterbacks. Um, Joe Burrow can be efficient. He was the past couple weeks. Josh Allen has been this season. Uh, possessions might be limited. You know what I mean? So it might come down to a turnover or, a, you know, a red zone stop, a field goal in there instead of a touchdown. So, um, I, I, I think that's real important to look at. If these quarterbacks are playing, you know, at their best, and, and, and naturally you think a shootout if you hear Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are playing at their best, but at the same time that can mean a 10-play, 80-yard 80 80 yard drive that took nine minutes off the clock, you know what I mean? And you only get six, seven possessions that game, so you got to make all of them count. Yep, yep, agreed. All right, we got to put you on the spot now. Um, score prediction. Let's go. Look, man. So I, I I gotta go with what I just said. I think possessions are limited. Long drives, efficient quarterback play. Um, man, Bengals at Paycor, man. We only lost two games in the past two years. Uh, both division rivals. Bengals have been real good outside of the division. I got gotta go Bengals. I'm gonna go 2421. Hmm. Okay. Beyond score than I anticipated. Sure. Um, I, another key I wanted to throw in here, Whittle, and you'll agree. We need Tyler Bass to be Tyler Bass because we all know the Bengals have one of the best kickers in the NFL in oh, yeah. McPherson. So that, you know, that's gonna be a huge factor. We need him to be on point. You know, I it, this is a tough game to call, right? I mean, the stakes are high. This is a I feel like this is a AFC. This is a big mover in the AFC, right? When we look back, will, will this define what we're going to see in January, February? Maybe not, but it is could this go a long way to propel either of our teams to get where we want to be? Absolutely, right? I feel like I'm going to go with one stat on this whittle just to break the tie. Since the 2020 postseason, the Bills are 7-0 and in rematch games against teams they lost to either within the season or the previous year. So yep. I, I'm I'm gonna roll with this, and this is gonna be a great game. Burrow's gonna get his. He's tough as hell. That that crowd's gonna be wild. You know, Anarumo's one of the best defensive minds in the game. It, this is gonna be tough. But I'm gonna go with 30 to 27. This is one of those games that Josh Allen gets it done late mm. with a big drive late. Tremendous game. You look back and say they're both great teams. We'll see you probably again in January. Yo, that's crazy, Beyond, because <laughs> I was just about to say this game is going to come down to who has the football last. I think that the defenses are going to play well. I just think the offenses are going to play better. I think this game is a 27-31 Buffalo Bills win. Um, and I will make this, I will make this proclamation here. This is the AFC championship game for this Let's season. Go. The Bills Let's and go. the Bengals. Yeah. The reign of Mahomes ends this year. 
it's going to be either it's going to be the Bills or the Bengals. So the Cousins is going to have to get this decided in January who's going to be playing <laughs> in Vegas or, or Vegas in February. That that's what I'm running with, man. Rolling, we appreciate you coming through. Uh, EA, you know, pulled up on us, and and, and yo, I appreciate you guys coming through. I love our discussions about foot. Like we have great discussions about football. Sometimes just about life in general. I always appreciate it. Um, if you got anything to plug, man, you know, uh, we, we give you, you know, you got your time right now, man. Go ahead and plug whatever you want. Nah, man. Uh, nothing. I, I appreciate it, man. Like you said, we talk a lot in spaces. I, I've had a couple people, um, you know, talk to me about podcasts and stuff. And like, I, I just haven't been able to, but, you know, the relationship we got, you know, a genuine one, like, I, I feel like, like, Whittle, that's my dog. Uh, beyond I've yep. seen you around before mm-hmm. so you know it's yep, genuine same. love so I I made sure when you reached out to me I'm like I, I gotta do it so likewise brother I, I just want to say thank you for bringing me on it's the first time I did one of these so I'm worried I was worried about my daughter my three-year-old she don't want to go to sleep I'm like they're gonna hear her in the background crying uh but nah man that that's it for me I appreciate y'all um and, and and let's get it rocking on Sunday, man. Hey, Roland, if my, right, two, before, cents, if, if my two cents matter, you'd be a natural at the podcast. So just throwing it out there. You've, you've been great. I appreciate great. it. So I, and and let, me, let me throw this out there, too. Anytime, if, if I'm available, any any game the Bills play the Dolphins, I, I know how the Dolphins-Bills rivalry is. If, if, if y'all want me to come on here, I'll talk Dolphin-Bills with y'all, so – yeah, because we don't like talking to the Dolphins. <laughs> you so, knock, knock some sense into the Dolphin fans. For yeah, us, right. So. <laughs> All right, but Man. listen, hey, Roland. Um, you know, we, 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 we. This, uh, I know. I keep saying this like every episode, but like the Coast to Coast podcast is gonna is gonna transform. We're gonna add some concepts. We're gonna add some different things to it. So, um, I'm gonna reach out to you, man, because you got way too much knowledge. You and EA yeah. both, man. Y'all got way too much knowledge not to do this at some or in some form or capacity. Like, I would love to see it. Um, there's a lot of people that have podcasts that don't know what the hell they're talking about. So I'm always, I'm always ready to, you know, support anybody who actually knows what they're talking about. You ask these people what twelve personnel is, brother. They don't. Know. So you know, hey, 12, twelve men, twelve men on the field, twelve men yeah. on the field. <laughs> hey man, hey man, listen. You know they only spent six ninety nine. They didn't spend the whole four. They didn't spend the whole man. amount, man. They, they hey, look, I, I start, I start pushing the NFL Plus, and the price went up, man. I think they was watching me. I think, I they think was. they was watching me. They should give you some kickbacks for that. You know, you need a cut, so bro. Money, that's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Man, they, for for a while during the preseason, man, and I'm, I mean, th- this is really, man, what I I really love football, man. I'm I'm watching videos and these coaching clinics and this stuff all day. My my four year old daughter, she'll tell you what cover one is. I'm 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 reaching a little bit, but I mean, I'm 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 really I'm really that deep into it, man. I I, I love the game, so uh, I appreciate coming on here talking with y'all, man. That's a leap parenting right there. <laughs> yeah, I, she, now she'll you tell just... you her favorite player is Jamar Chase. She she will tell oh, you that. Oh, oh, you already got to. I was going to say, you know, make, let her let her do it. Let her let her roll with the herd, brother. You know what I mean? But it's too late. It's too late. 
But yeah, man, Roland, man, we appreciate it again, bro. Thank you so much. Um, this is a great episode. And listen, man, like when we do this again, when we do this again in January, we're gonna do it again. So um, I hope we can get you back on at that point. And hey, if if the three-year-old wanna come on the show, bring her on. I got I got a, I got a little baby running around here too at times. So you know, yeah. we could we could get them on together and they could do the pie. We could chill, you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, so, look, my my I told you widow, my my wife, we just had our son. Uh, a couple weeks back, so oh, I get I have all three Congrats. of them. I'm gonna have them right here with yes. you. all three of them. Yes. My four year old, yes. my two year old, and my baby and baby boy. Man, we, we thank you. Yeah, we, right, we, man, could, we could we could we could have them all on the pod, man. Hey, let's do it, brother. Let's do it. But again, Roland, thank you so much for coming through. Um, and yeah, man, you know I'm gonna holler at you, man. We'll we'll talk we'll talk on on these Twitter streets, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. Hey, you too. Thank you again. All right, you too, brother. Thank you. Thank you again. All right. That was uh that was my guy rolling man, big role, man. That like listen, I I love talking football with this brother, man. Like he yes, extremely entertaining and he knows his stuff. It is awesome. Yep. Um absolutely, but you know, yeah. we 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 pushed off the Buffalo Bills stuff. Uh, I cannot end this episode without talking about the trade deadline. Yes, I've been waiting for your input on this. Bills go out. The Bills go out and get cornerback from the Green Bay Packers, number twenty-nine, Rasul Douglas. Um, now this is. I love the move because we we had a need at corner, but for me personally, this means a lot because Rasul Douglas is from East Orange, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I was born in North and raised in East Orange. Um, he w- he went to he graduated from East Orange Campus High School. Uh, that's right around the corner from where my mother, my father, my aunt, my uncle, my sister, wow. like. They we they all graduated from Clifford J. Scott High School. Uh Clifford J. Scott High School is no more, but it's part of the East Orange mm-hmm. uh campus high school system now. I think they have like the freshmen over there now, but like okay, some of the some of the same streets and area that this, you know, parks that he played in, you know, I was there, you know, 15 years prior, you know what I mean? So um awesome. this is huge. Uh I I love it because he's a Buffalo Bill, but I love it more because, you know, he's from the town, man. And I love to see, like, you know, I love to see, like, uh, my God, like, you know, people from where I'm from make it like this, man. Mm-hmm. And, and this is huge to me. The jersey is on order. And nice. if you ever get it, if, if, if for some reason Rasul sees this, hey, brother, reach out to me. I will bring you some ambassador's chicken wings. I drop him in the car, man. I drive up to the to the game, and and, and it's all love. Like you can get the, you can get the forty piece, brother. You know, if you share with your teammates, that's on you. But you know, just a little taste of home, or if you want an Italian cheeseburger from Sandwiches Unlimited, holla at me. If you want a pastrami arrive from Cooper's, either way, man. You know, you know, I know he knows all of those spots, man. Those are trademark spots from uh, 
from where we from and you know it's it's, it's awesome man I, I actually know a guy on i actually interact with a guy on twitter also from me Orange, also plays football very good friends with rasul so um you know we're gonna see what we can do and and, and awesome try to talk to him man but this this is great like i'm i'm extremely happy about it but uh how did you i want to know uh how you feel about that move and want to know how you feel about the fact that we're not done adding players to this roster yeah i mean that's something you know you'll definitely give some more on that but I also want to throw Lombardi Lenny in there. I mean, Leonard Fournette, you know, bringing him in, I thought that was a very solid move. Just gives us good insurance in case something happens, uh, you know, with any of our running backs. So I thought that was an excellent, a why not type of move. We didn't give up any assets, but bringing in Rasul, I mean, he just checks all the boxes for us, right, Whittle? Right. He, he, you know, and when you, how I gauge a trade too, really quickly is, Thomas, who we had on last week from, you know, our Tampa Bay guy, Rasul in big capital letters texted me, great trade, right? You know, he's a Tampa guy, right? My other buddy who's an Eagle fan going crazy about the deal. I mean, he originally was drafted by the Eagles, if I remember correctly. So, you know, like when you hear other fans giving you good feedback about the guy you brought in on top of what we're hearing, I think that kind of validates the deal. And it also moves, I think it puts our corners in a better spot. If you understand what I mean, you know, puts Benford in a better matchup. Maybe it get, you know, Dane Jackson more in his preferred role for us. Right. And, and just the leadership and, and, and what he brings, I mean, what six, two and, and giving us that, that type of corner. And you've said this before that the league is going towards those kind of corners. I, you know, I think that that was a win-win for us. I, and what we gave up a, a low third for the, and we got a fifth back from them, which might be a high fifth because the Packers are what two and five. So what do we move forty yeah, something spots maybe? To not, get not to a, mention a, we have. No, I'm sorry. Not to mention we no, have the third round comp pick. Not to mention yep. we got that third round comp pick coming for uh, um, Tremaine Edmonds, and um, also uh, the beautiful thing about getting Rasul in here is that uh, he signed through next season as well. So uh, Dane Jackson was a free agent, and Trey White is out with that with that Achilles tear. So. He's probably going to miss most of next year as well. This gives us a very, very good quarterback duo of Christian Benford and um, AKA the soccer dad. Don't nobody use that. I put it out first. I call him the soccer dad. Don't try to steal it and say it came from anywhere else. That's me. I put that out there. Christian Benford is the soccer dad. Rasul Douglas, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, We got something for you. I'm I'm, going to put something together for you, but yo, uh, that's a re- really good duo. And then you got Kyer Elam, um, who, you know, I mean, he played really well last year. This year he hasn't really um, gotten the great, gotten opportunities to play that much. Uh, but, you know, outside of, like, I mean, he's he's great depth because the guy has all the physical tools to be uh, just as good as Trey. So um, I, I like the spot that we're in, man. I mean, I, we went we went from – Having cornerback as a uh, as a strength to losing Trey White and mm-hmm. Kyrie's got an ankle uh, issue now uh, allegedly where he's out he's gonna be uh, missing some time it went from a strength to a weakness now back to a strength with the addition of Russell Douglas man this is awesome this is definitely awesome and we're not done uh, Leonard Fournette great pass blocker great receiver out of the backfield. 
uh, strong runner, gets some tough yards, elevates his game in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I think he's still got a little juice, man. The dude looks like uh, looks like an action figure in, in Bill's clothes uh, out of practice today, man. That dude is jacked, bro. He is jacked. Yeah, he is. Jacked. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we're not done. Bean is still working on some stuff. Um, hopefully we uh, get an announcement before the end of the week that in Dominic Sue is uh a new the newest buffalo bill or Linval joseph either one man we need mm-hmm. a one tech let's get him in here um but uh what you, well, how do you feel beyond like you feeling good what, what's going on like what, what's going through your head right now yeah i mean you know we i, I think this trade really it, it just made so much sense for us and again just for what we gave up and i do like keeping Kyrie elam i still think there's potential for him down the line so yeah, it's just a total win-win. And like you said, if we bring another one tech in and if there are, you know, you never know with Matt Milano and maybe this means something too. You know, maybe the fact that they didn't get a linebacker might be an indicator that Matt Milano may return later in the year too. So it's going to be, you know, I, 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 I think it's a great shot in the arm, you know, for the locker room. And, and I'm sure th- those players feel it right. When, when they say, Oh, we got, they got Rasul. Oh, he's coming in. That That's great. You know, it, it it just gives them that that adrenaline rush that, that they're definitely going to need. And I see our resident Jet fan, Hello June, is back asking a question. Do you really think yeah, hi, you're going to beat the Bengals? Hi, hater. Hi, hater. Yeah, we think we're going to beat the Bengals. Just like we know we're going to beat the Jets when y'all come up to Orchard Park. You better believe that. We're going to beat y'all by at least two touchdowns. Anyway, um, next week, I mean, I know we uh, we don't want to get past this game. Like, I am super pumped about this game. But next week, you know, the schedule and, and going forward. Next week, we got the Broncos. Uh, then the following week after that is the Jets. Then we got the Eagles. That's going to be a huge, huge, huge game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still searching for tickets for this since he game man i got the flight and already and, and done already like i'm all right I'm kind, if i can get the ticket i'm gonna fly out there if not i'm gonna just take the l on the flight and okay. uh you know watch it from home but if i can if i can find a reasonable ticket i'm gonna jump on that plane on saturday man and go watch this game on sunday um nice. so we'll see man we'll see what happens but you know uh check us out man you know you know what we do every week you know Mm-hmm. We sure do. At, every week, ladies and gentlemen. Every week, coast to coast, nine to ten. I know it's a little late, but you know we 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 had this is a big game. Uh, we put a little extra effort into it, and uh, we have some really good guests, really knowledgeable guys. Uh, I just want to again appreciate tell, tell you know express how much I appreciate those guys for coming on with us. And uh, beyond, you got anything before we close out of here? Oh, I mean, just, you know, this is, this is a matchup. Like you said, Evie, I would lie to you if it wasn't circled on my virtual calendar here for almost 11 months. So, you know, again, it is personal. It's not, you know, we've, we've been itching for this one. So I say, bring it on. I think we're in for a classic on Sunday night. I agree, man. I, I honestly think, I, yo, I think this is, I think this is going to be the game of the year, man. Mm-hmm. I really think this is going to be the game of the year. But 
you know, and just we'll one more thing to close. That. One more thing to close that the Mar Hamlin angle is going to be. When the game starts, I do expect I'm going to do something. So, you know, that's going to be very how that pregame. Yeah, I I didn't want to bring that up because you know I didn't want to talk too much about that, but it's definitely a storyline, and you know, thank God Demar is okay, and you know, I'm hoping just for health, bro. Like, let's get out of this game without any injuries on both sides, man. God knows we've had enough, right? Absolutely. But uh, so, yeah, man. I mean. Thank you guys for coming through. Thank you guys for joining up with us, man. I hope you like the content. If you do, feel free to subscribe. Uh, tune in. We we do this every Wednesday. Um, yeah, man. I mean, we just we just a couple of fans from Jersey that love the Bills, and we talk we talk football with with the other thirty one teams, man. And um, yeah, man. Coast to coast podcast. We out of here. Go Bills. Go Bills.